the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito invites you to give this with Tony Martin and Lawrence Mooney. That's right, comedian, actor. Would you describe yourself as TV hopeful like Jake Wall, Lawrence Moody? <laughs> uh, all-round entertainer. Oh, well, mm. this is all-round entertainment coming your way today. Uh, Ed, well, a challenge. Have we got it ready? Yeah, man. Ready to go. The last one. I've suffered. There's only been four of them. This is the last one. No, there's one on Monday. <laughs> okay. And we'll be playing Shattered Dreams. We're not quite sure what that is exactly. <laughs> and we'll be letting someone go toe-to-toe with Wilson Tucky. It's all coming up on Get This. And a lot of people have uh, requested that we hear the Prime Minister rapping again. So here we go. What's your rap name again? Uh, one Sink. Of course. Hey, let's go out with some more rhymes. <clears throat> uh, I'll get you going. He's Johnny from the block. He's the MC with all the clout. That is really what the economic debate is about. He's going to kick some ass at the upcoming election. Uh, the fundamental direction is a forward direction. He's busting some moves. He's spewing invective. Please let us have a sense of perspective. He's the dopest of leaders. He's everyone's homie. I think most of the concerns are phony. Care to join me for a break dance, Mr. Heron? No way, Jose. It's the last Get This for the week. Good morning, everybody. That was uh, Midnight Oil, Beds Are Burning. I'm Tony Martin. That man is Ed Cavalier. Morning. Not eating for the first time in 91 programs. But I am looking through the uh, the Ecker program with all the delicious show bags. Oh, so you're looking at food. Yeah. And let's have a fake round of applause for Lawrence Mooney. Yeah. Welcome aboard, Lawrence. It's very nice to be here, Tony. Hey, you've done a bit of radio. I just want to point something out. I don't talk about a uh, film that we made a few years ago called Bad Eggs. It was made about four years ago. It divides audiences. I don't mention it on the show. Okay. There's I thought of... when I saw it, my comment was, it looks like a real film. Yeah. Rather than some Australian films. Some people like, like it. like real films. But it's the one thing I've done that people just openly throw things at me in the street yeah, about. Yeah. So really? it's not for everybody. Fair but enough. the reason I bring it up is you and Peter Rosethorn were both cast in that movie as radio announcers. Wacker and Mozza. Host of the uh, <laughs> early the early Arvo Nuthouse. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Nuthouse. That's and right. Since that movie came out, both of you have become radio announcers for real. I've got to say, Bad Eggs was prophetic. Uh, people say, I saw you on Bad Eggs. People are still borrowing the DVD. I get approached. Right. Uh, and they, they talk about the opening. And then... Uh, I was snapped up by another commercial radio station in this city and had an illustrious two years in breakfast. And then the same thing happened to Peter Rosethorn. He did a Friday afternoon show shortly mm -hmm. after that. Mm -hmm. And Bob Franklin uh, worked for the CIB for about two years <laughs> after that film came out. It's just full of good ideas, apparently. Bob Franklin once came into uh, our breakfast show with Mick Malloy promoting a film. Yeah. Might have been Bad Eggs. Yeah. And, did uh, he say anything <laughs> at all? Uh, Bob goes, what a concept, breakfast radio. Unbelievable. And that's all he says. That's all he said. Yeah. He, we got him in here. He did well. And his opening line was, uh, you're lucky to get me. So I despise commercial radio. <laughs> he started with, like most people, I despise commercial radio. And then we played a game called Let's Startle Bob Franklin for yeah. an hour. And that went down really well. Brilliant. Now we can't get him on the phone. No. Where is he? He uh, he does recluse beautifully. Right. Um, he might return a phone call three months later and pick up on the message that you left. <laughs> <laughs> to say, in answer to your question, this is what I've been up to. Can't come to the movies. Yeah. That was three months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, old, uh, house is burning down. <laughs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> Who knows? Or he was containing... What did we... We couldn't... A caller dropped out. That's right. And he said, it's typical of the contempt... 
triple M as for his listeners. <laughs> Why are we talking about him? Uh, uh, because talk about you, Lawrence. What have you been up to? Well, I've uh, been working on postcards on the Nine Network. Oh, yeah. Five thirty Saturday afternoon. Still the one, Channel Nine. I still uh, got to say that because Ed does right. listen. <laughs> Not Phillips. You'll be boned. Wire. <laughs> don't want to get boned. Don't want to be on full on Eddie's boning night. Yeah, you don't want a shit, you don't want a shit sandwich. I, I, the last I, thing you want. <laughs> You'll end up in the boning yard. If if I I, I would eat a shit sandwich depending <laughs> on what they were offering. Really? Me. Yeah. What would it take? A promotion, prime time, uh, my own really? show. Yeah, I'd chow down on a big shit sandwich. <laughs> For the Lawrence Mooney show, Lawrence and Jake Wall, prime time hour. Jake Wall. Jake Wall is my barrel girl. Uh, I love how I'm you're pretending you know who he is, whereas 30 seconds before we went to Reese, yeah. who's Jake Wall? What are and, you guys talking I, about him? And you've got to watch the shows. You've got to watch Dancing on Ice. But right. hasn't Dancing on Ice been amazing in terms of, like, never seen the attrition? No. Oh, yeah, right. the Fatalities. Someone is going to die on the ice. You can SMS for who you reckon it's going to be. Second series should be called Blood on the Ice. And uh, <laughs> they don't do any practice. Just get out there and got to pull these moves. Now we're getting something. <laughs> Blood and, on the and, Ice. And, all of, and the audience has BB guns. Yeah. They can just like, take pot shots at whoever they dislike. Because I mean, you know, Channel 9 started this. I mean, they're right. running the shots with the injuries. They are. Well, uh, yeah, that's right. So, Fight Club. And uh, I think everybody that's under contract at nine is a little bit scared because, like, when you're asked to do something, mm. i.e. have a, a shit sandwich, you've got to. And uh, so next series of Dancing on Ice, everyone's like, oh, I can't. Yes, come on, are onto you, the ice. Are you, uh, you might be in the running then. I hope so. <laughs> I, I want, I want onto the ice. I want one of those suits that's cut down to the navel with your hairy <laughs> chest. Doesn't Carl look fantastic? Uh, There's just not enough opportunities on Getaway to lose all your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> what, is it, so what are you doing on Getaway? What's, do no, you I mention don't. your postcards. postcards? Sorry, postcards. Postcards. Getaway. Getaway is oh. like prime time. I'm not really Hardly. interested in it. Yeah, we're talking 5.30 Saturday afternoon. Uh, what am I doing? I'm in an upcoming episode. I uh, do, in the parent special. I'm fathered with Pete Smith. Why is that? <laughs> well, I don't have a father. Oh, okay. He lives in heaven now. Right. And so they wanted to do girls with girls and boys with boys. There's Bridget McIntyre, mm -hmm. Caroline Rando, uh, Glenn Moriarty, and myself. And they put me together with Pete Smith. Right, because. Obviously, Pete is... He's, he's treated... He's been like a father to okay, me yeah, since yeah, I've yeah. been at Channel 9. And we had a great time going down to Waratah Bay. And Pete was just like breaking into song uh, at every turn. He's a, he's a vaudevillian. He is. And uh, you have always been a big fan. <laughs> We've been working with him since 1990. And he's never stopped uh, the vaudeville material once during that time. <laughs> mm. We... Uh, we're we, we not criticising you. No, let's have a... Ricky, Ricky, this this is me and Pete on the road. Have we got it there? No, sorry. We've just <laughs> we'll come back to that. I actually but left that up to you to organise it. Yeah, look, at, look how let well it's Let me tell you this story. Um, <laughs> should be under Pete Smith. Is this a segment now, is yeah. it? We filmed the last part of the parent special out at Yering Station Winery in the Yarra Valley, and Pete Smith brought his dad along. Oh, now, yeah. Les is 91, yeah. and I tell you what, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, <laughs> and he's really sprightly, lovely guy, and uh, very mentally acute, and I said to him, Les, how old are you? And he goes, I'm 91. I would be 92, but my father was a bit shy. <laughs> <laughs> Here Beautiful we go. work. We've got, got the clip. Let's go. 16 Ks to Waratah Bay. 16 Ks to Waratah Bay. We're going there and we'll get there today. 16 Ks to Waratah Bay. Bye bye, everybody. 
<laughs> You've got a million of them, Pete. Oh, thanks for that forced laughter. All it deserves. <laughs> That's just a day at the office for Pete Smith. <laughs> Absolutely just. He's riffing. He is. Mm. He's like uh, 55 plus hip hop. He uh, is. I've he heard him pull it out of the air. I've seen him do some of Jim Morrison's blue poetry. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> He'll do it if prompted. Uh, really? Yeah, they yeah. often request it in the warm-ups at Family Feud. <laughs> we'll call out. Do us a bit of Jimbo. Get the leather pants on, Pete. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put it away. He's still working very hard, and yes. audiences love him. That special goes to air 26th of the 8th. On the Nine so Network. If you, on the Nine Network. So if you want to catch Pete Smith and all his glory with me. And he uh, really kind of like fostered me. Yeah. He really took me under his wing. No, he's done that to a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> he's full of ideas. But you kind of like, you made him cult. Well, we did. That. What happened there was we were working on the uh, Ill, what's always called the ill-fated pilots for the Late Show Channel 9. And right. we wanted some fake breakdown announcements. You know, in case, because the, the show was going to be live. Yeah. We thought we'll have fake breakdown announcements. Send them upstairs to whoever actually does them for real. We didn't know who it was. Pete Smith came back down, hilarious, because he didn't try and make them funny. Right, he just, he just knew that the Lizzie Nielsen thing yeah. of to do it straight, do it. don't try and add the right. gags, yeah. don't go vaudeville. Mm. Yep. And that's something you can't teach people. No. So we've just, since then, we can, <laughs> he's been unable to shake <laughs> us off. And, you know, previously he was the, the copper art guy and then you made him Pete Smith. Oh, or brought him back to prominence. The copper, the, the copper art thing would have gone on to stadium gigs, yeah, I reckon, yeah, yeah, if we hadn't yeah. distracted him. The boy well, copper art. Copper art road. That was <laughs> Pete said it was eight years, and, and he kind of lamented. He goes, and then the people that owned the business, they changed the name, and, well, it just wasn't the same. That's true. <laughs> really much class. All right, Lawrence, do you want to stick around and talk some rubbish with us? I'd, I'd just, love to. You've read that warning book we've been pretending to have read. I've read Spun Out, yeah. and I've got to say, what a stitch-up by Paul Barry. <laughs> All right, let's get to that next. Oh, that'd be Gwen Stefani. What are you waiting for here at Get This on Triple M Around the Nation? Lawrence Mooney is co-hosting this morning. Do you get into the podcasting, Lawrence? I uh, have always intended to because I've got a computer and I've got an iPod, but I've never podcast. And oh. what I want to ask you is the Kim Beasley cheese <laughs> fit. Is yeah. that a podcast available? That's on one of the podcasts, but we also mm. have on our website, there's a little section called Recent Offences. Yep. And then right. all the stuff is under prior offences, and you can just listen to them in. But that is in there. That yeah, is the definitely in there. So for a, a bit of a, uh, you know, a savant, if you will, yeah. uh, with the computer, is it easy to do a podcast? It just to drag it down onto your iTunes? It's so easy. I mean, yeah. I can do it, so it's real easy. Okay. iTunes, I'm, I don't even quite know what it is. I just It's like a picture menu for children. I just <laughs> yeah. point and click. Point and click. You, yeah, you, you recognise the picture before you recognise the word. Pig! <laughs> Cow. Shiny object. Yes. But, you know, what's happening, Lawrence, is that people are turning off TV yeah. and spending time listening to podcasts of radio programs. So, in effect... Radio Turning on its head. Well done, Matt Dower. Nicely done. <laughs> He's been up all night doing that. <laughs> Finally, it's taken... 20 circle. years, Full 25 circle. years for radio to turn it round and make a mockery of that song that's been <laughs> stirring us for so long. <laughs> now, was that 24 years ago, 1982? There was... 1992? It was The Buggles. That was like 1980. It was The Buggles. 82. It was The Buggles. Yeah. 
get it right. <laughs> you were my first one. 1992, that was... No, no 82. Oh, 82. Yeah, 24 years. Yeah, 82, that would have been Eye of the Tiger Survivor. Oh, I think that was the big song that year. <laughs> no, that was, I think that was 83. Ah. And 82 was... Uh, turning oh, Japanese, or was uh, that 81? That was saying 79. I think yeah, 82 right, okay. was uh, <laughs> Gloria by Laura Branigan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was never a Laura Branigan fan. It looks like he's eaten about four lemons. <laughs> hey, you mentioned Kim Beasley. Did you see his stash out the front with uh, Iron Bar? I yeah. did. But Why is he called he, Iron Bar? Uh, massive penis. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. I think it's something to do with where he comes from in the West. Oh. He probably comes from the town of Iron Bar. That's oh. what they call it. Oh, they're Pig Root and Iron Bar. Will they're about 20 k's from one another. Oh, right, okay. I think he did actually hit someone with an Iron Bar at one That's point. Right. He assaulted someone, yeah. allegedly. But He's the skills have slightly imagination. deteriorated. Have a listen to the stoush. Take your tablets, mate. Oh, well, don't you insult me with tablets. Now, I'm interviewing you. I am asking you why your entire party is going to kill off legislation that the Australian people... Uh, and I'm asking you, Wilson... Why you would support a weak sop legislation? Well, I don't so believe it's that. No, it's a You're a well. You it's why don't weak, you move some amendments to make a, it tougher? We're defeating it. It's yes. a weak, yeah, worthless piece of legislation. Okay, Wilson. well that's a nice why little bit of Why don't you take your weak, worthless self in there Ooh. with the don't weak, worthless Don't you call me weak and worthless, you fat so You fat so And you hear there was a he wanted to to say the s word in European parliaments occasionally we see on the news and we'll leave you with a break in the Luxembourg parliament or in you know the Korean parliament where they fly at it's one another right. oh, and yeah. get get it on it's fight night in the parliament Bees has got the weight to just do a big double <laughs> suplex or come off the turnbuckle and take <laughs> him out why wasn't the forearm yeah we've got to see the Taiwanese parliament that's, that's the best that's like it's a knockout yeah you'll often see people in big you know dresses of <laughs> bottled tomato sauce in uh, in Parliament, how there's parliamentary privilege, you can say anything about anyone. Yeah. You can slag them off, yes. except parliamentarians, because then you get kicked out. Um, can you actually commit crimes in the Parliament, and you're protected by privilege? Oh, like murder? Like example. yeah, like just he gets up and just, yeah. you know, I'm pop a cap in your eyes. You and, can, uh, maybe all right. You could uh, or assault, maybe not murder. <laughs> no, you could use a simple mind song in your podcast. If it was done within the <laughs> confines of Parliament. Sorry, can you guess what's on our mind on this show? <laughs> hey, there, but there are some words, though. It's funny you mentioned, though, I haven't got the paper here, but two words have been cleared pork chop and uh, for use in Parliament. And you won't be insulting someone if you pork call Pork chop and, and drongo. 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 Now approved. Why would I call someone a pork chop? I don't know. Because you're carrying on like a pork chop. Ah, is that The member is? for uh, Wirrawa is carrying on like a pork chop. Will he resume his seat? I'll oh, say so fair enough. They mm. have some piss-weak words. Yeah, they're sop. Not... He was calling him yeah, a sop. sop. And actually, Kim, you've got it wrong. Weak sop legislation. We're talking about putting people on an island in yeah. the blazing sun. Yes. Uh. And uh, for an, an interminable period, weak, no. Well, Radical, dangerous, Did you see fascist, that? Yeah, well, maybe fascist, possibly. <laughs> but, you know, here's what Barnaby Joyce had to say. If it was the time of Herod and Jesus, Mary and Joseph turned up in Australia, what would we do? It was now, the time of Herod and Jesus, Mary and Joseph turned up in Australia? Well, that'd be quite odd. Very interesting. Now, that's the second biblical reference from Parliament. First of all, we've got the Herod, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah. yeah. And Kim said to Ian Bartucky, take your tablets. <laughs> now, and don't insult me with tablets. Bit of Moses <laughs> going on there. Don't insult me with tablets? <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs>
Better well, than Old Testament stuff. <laughs> I've gone out and carved these tablets. Yes. Insults for you. So, <laughs> so, so hang on. Well, if it was the time of Herod, yeah. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph would be fleeing to Australia. That's yeah. what they've decided. Is the well, they've got a house and land package right. uh, in the outskirts of Brisbane, which is very nice. They've got a McMansion happening. Would the presence of Jesus mean they would just be able to walk? Would, that uh, be, yeah, would they need a boat, really? Maybe not. The know. baby Jesus. Mm. It's, it reminds me of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got to add. <laughs> You've done a bit of commercial radio, have you? Yeah. <laughs> and that was my killer out, and you guys there have not go. planned a song? A killer out. <laughs> we didn't That's, even get to that stuff about Warney. Oh, let, should we talk about uh, Warney? How long are we going? Oh, we can mention Warney. Have you actually read that book? I've read Spun Out. I haven't read it cover to cover, but I have read larger excerpts than have appeared in the uh, weekend magazines or yeah. been discussed on the radio thus far. Well, the story is that the only new bombshell in the entire 400 so pages is he didn't want a thermometer up the back passage of yes. the Institute of Sport. He gives three reasons for leaving the Institute of Sport. He said, uh, first of all, I tried to make me swim without goggles. And no, I'm not getting in the pool without goggles on. Then uh, they wanted me to stick a thermometer up my bum to check uh, heat loss. And then they find me for farting on the team bus. Now, <laughs> fair enough, I'm walking. If, uh, I'm, if there's a punitive measure involved in farting, see you later. Don't try and, and change me. And he won't be changed. <laughs> Paul Barry talks about his diet in a really sneeringly English way, like, ooh, look at this dirty little colonial and what he eats. All right. But basically, you look at his diet and he's a man that knew what he wanted. Right. There's a story about him going through a McDonald's drive-thru on a, on a first date. He gets a hamburger and some fries. He, uh, on, on a first, first date. date. <laughs> yeah, but he's not driving. His mates are driving him. He's on a first date and he's being driven around, Wally, <laughs> because he's a legend. Who is anyway, the lucky lady? The lucky lady wasn't named, but she was a gape at oh. uh, what he did. Diet, yeah, I don't like wise. to go to the. I don't like to go to the second window on a first date. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> he gets the burger. He gets the meat patty. Throws it out the window pours the fries onto the two buns, smothers it in tomato sauce and just looks up and goes, chip sandwich. <laughs> and they say there are no bombshells in this book. I tell you oh. what, one of the great things to read about Warney and maybe how his mind does work, and I'll tell you what, Paul Barry has made me even more of a fan of Warney. So I'll, I'll spring to his defence now because I think he's a man that knows what he wants. This chapter starts with, it's called Bye Bye Simone, right. and uh, underneath it, the, the subtitle is some worn wisdom. I might need to grow up, but maybe I don't. Life's not a rehearsal. Life's for fun. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's true. That's true. And then uh, they talk about him trying to save his marriage. He thinks that the best way to save his marriage is to get his wife involved in a threesome. And uh, that's the logic. And he, he tries yes. to pull it off Well, to no avail. I'll just do my annual warny joke because he likes to have someone coming in from the opposing end. Thank you. <laughs> sorry. Hey. I'm sorry. Once a year it gets rolled out. Do you think he's worried about me overusing that joke? There's only one thing that really worries me, and that's hair loss. True. <laughs> Lawrence, we want to hear more bombshells from that book. Okay. Obviously, it's a serious day, we should point out, because there's terrorism in the skies. Uh, people are worried about travelling to the UK. Yep. Authorities are not saying that Australians should avoid the UK, although they do warn that the food is pretty bad. <laughs> um, now that the gravitas has returned to the program, we'll be back in a moment. Get this. Well, I don't think that um, all occasion reflected well on either of them. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito on Triple M.
It's Triple M. It's Get This, where during the ads, guest Lawrence Mooney likes to entertain us by uh, miming obscene sexual acts as performed by obscure radio announcers. Not obscure. Very well-known radio announcers. <laughs> it's time for some music, I think, yeah, to yeah. cleanse our system. Uh, what have you prepared for us, Ed Cavalier? Well, it's guitar, but not as we know it. It's got a box on it, an right. echo box, if you will. Right. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. See? It's like oh. I'm playing in space. Yeah, I love how you're fading in, too. That's yeah. pretty impressive. <laughs> I run from the back of the studio up to the microphone. Get your egg guitar out. Oh. Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Thank you very much, men at work here. Get this on Triple M. Lawrence Mooney is with us this morning. That's got some great air guitar at the beginning and some great air drums right at the end. Yeah, good <laughs> roll. Good yeah. roll out. Nice roll. Just at the end there, what were you saying? There was the, I know the company had some big flash do last night. And I couldn't go because I have to stay home and take the 7.30 report, <laughs> talking to my tape recorder and hope John Howard swears. <laughs> Nothing. I, I went in our place. But what were you saying? Josh, Josh Lawson. Yeah, Josh Lawson is going to be, because you won't go to this stuff, I know, because you've got work to do, right? But yes. I, So it's my job to go to things. So Josh is going to be playing the part of Tony Martin at these things. And what we go to? Is he losing a lot of weight? And yeah, he is. Becoming a lot nerdy? He's getting round glasses and he just sort of talks about obscure comedians no one really knows about. There you go. <laughs> Josh. Who's Josh? Josh Lawson. He's on uh, Rival Network to you. He's on the 10 Network mm. on Thank God You're Here yeah, from yeah. time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He was in the final Blue Healers. He brought the whole thing to a screaming halt. <laughs> Sleep with <laughs> Sam Tolbs. That was it. That you was know, it. That was, was enough. I'm very upset when Blue Healers got pulled off there because oh, yes. I was the only actor to never ever play a part in that Is show. That right? Auditioned four times. What were the roles you went for? Went for pedophile. Uh, Rob Carlton would have got that, yeah. Uh, went for schizophrenic artist. Bam, yeah. bam. Peter uh, Rosethorn, I think, did that. Uh, did he? <laughs> went for a uh, new sergeant in town killed by drunk driver. Ugly Dave Gray. Yeah. Boom, boom. Did a great job. Role. Did a great job. <laughs> went for a uh, young lawyer shoots someone deliberately in the eye at a paintball skirmish. Shane Porteous, I think. He's too old for the role, but he gave it a red-hot go. Easy look now, good. I tell you what, I as, and as each audition went on, I prepared more and more. Um, I'm not going to tell you which role I ended up, you know, preparing most for <laughs> yeah. out of those four. Okay, <laughs> just as well. But hey, talking about auditioning, in uh, it's a story we've had for a while. In Brazil, our yes. friends down in Brisbane, not, Bra not Brisbane, but Brazil, Brazil, a gun-toting Brazilian actor clad only in swimming trunks stormed a television studio and took a hostage during the filming of Snakes and Lizards, a soap opera where he was once an extra. Now, he, was, he fired two shots from an air pistol at an employee, and he said he was just trying to bring the studio exec's attention to his art. Right, mm. and why just in swimming trunks? Because <laughs> it's Brazil. It's, it's Brazil. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Brazilian remake of Tootsie. <laughs> Very nice. Hey, you know, the implication seems to be that I'm working in an evening while yes. Ed Cavalier's out... Reporting. Uh, cavorting and gallivanting about. You know it. But, no, he does have a fantastic set. We've got this great segment going on uh, where, yes. where Ed does all the things he wouldn't normally do. Absolutely. And I've got the theme song. Yeah, up. and uh, the only problem I'm having with this, Lawrence, is it, uh, it suggests that myself and TV hopeful former carpenter uh, turned celebrity handbag Jake Wall and I are somehow friends or, you know. You are sounding a little bit... You're, when you said Lawrence then, you aspirated the... Well, you're sounding a little bit gayer than you did before. <laughs> Thank you. Finally, I'm starting to get through to you, Lawrence. What's it going to take? What's it going to take? I know where this is going. Don't worry, Ed. I've, I've cleaned up the lyrics. It's Good. I've lost all the Jake Wall stuff. Thank you.
Anyone showing up at Jake's house in a Miss Universe sash and, <laughs> and a swimsuit and a wig could have been anyone. What have you done today, Ed? Well, you yesterday I uh, had listened to the whole of Nickelback's you know latest atrocity, and then you said, "Tone, well, I said I might watch a film," and you said, "We well, got to watch something slightly new," yeah. and I said, "Okay." So I went to the video shop. And I looked around at the... At the you have got a video. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so I, actually got a, I thought the young people had moved on from the video. No, this was the only new release that had a video. Right. This was the only one. I could have watched a DVD because I've got a DVD player. Oh, okay. uh, but, uh, you know, I said to... I started looking around saying, no, I don't really want to watch that. Oh, no, no, no. And out of the corner of my eye, I spy the, I spy the, uh, the very... How do you say? Very uh, perky-looking face of Hilary Duff, and I thought Foxy, Foxy, well, Foxy lady. Uh, all right, all right, with yeah. enormous chiglet teeth. <laughs> so I went over there and I picked it up, and it's two fifty overnight. And I thought, right, we're on to something. <laughs> and there's a very particular look that a video store employee gives a twenty-something-year-old man <laughs> who's hiring Hilary Duff videos in the middle of the day. Is it? It's a very it, interesting look. What they would have called in our day the electric blue look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not just going, you're going to be watching this with no clothes on, aren't you? The, sh the film is called The Perfect Man. Uh, it's the story of Hilary Duff and her mother, played by Heather Rarell Locklear. Uh, and and the, oh, that's more like it. And Chris Knopf from Sex in the City. And Carson Kresley, everyone's favourite queer, straight-eyed guy. Uh, that guy? Yeah, oh, man. Doesn't that seem like a long time ago yeah. now? <laughs> that seems like back in the era of the Tamagotchi and the Macarena. Yeah. They've still got it on some kind of cable channel at the gym. <laughs> and ah, they should yeah. have the treadmill pointing the other direction so you're running away from it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, the, that's the line-up. Anyway, so the story is, that, you know, Heather Lockley is always falling in love with the wrong man, so Hilary Duff invents this man who ends up being Chris North, they get together and everyone spews in a bucket, yeah, right? It's, it's just not realistic because <laughs> otherwise it would be David Spade. That's exactly Apparently right. Have you seen Heather Lockley now has a tattoo of David Spade, but not Spade, not David. Mm -mm. She's written Finch. Yep. Like his character. His character name. A imagine being in love with, I don't know, Bob Denver and writing Gilligan <laughs> on your ankle. <laughs> How odd is that? Just imagine. Everyone for a second yeah, imagine that. let's not. So here's a clear... Uh, this is when, so I should, I should say, this is when uh, Hillary's uh, invented this man and has sent the letter, uh, supposedly from the perfect man, to Heather Lockley, her mother. Here we go. My dearest Jean, uh. the letters J-E-A-N used to spell out just another word for denim. This guy is great, Mom. Sure is. <laughs> but since I found you, I hear those four-letter words, and all I think about is another four-letter word. Being near you is like standing on a triple word score. He plays Scrabble. Everything matters three times as much. The sun shines three times as bright, and I am three times as happy. He gave you a present? Now that's the key. That baffled look, Tony. Turn it off, Richard. Now listen. I want the Nickelback back. So bring back. What's happened? What's happened is he's gone. All right. As Hilary Duff, as the character, has gone. Okay, I'll write this letter. 
I'll get some scrabble in there. You know, I won't understand that Jean isn't another word for denim. It's something that's made out of denim. Yeah, and then right. I'll send him a present. She's telling but us... But isn't there something dirty in there too? Another four-letter word? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, I think of another four-letter word. Just leave it. And then just left. Oh. Just left, right? And then she gives him a pre sends a present supposedly from the perfect man. And she sends a Hillary Duff CD. What grown you man? Are I, what, and, and then when she hears the CD, <laughs> they all like dance around, and and she falls for him. That's all, a that's what kind weird cross promo. And it's the thing where so she's in it, and she's her character is but in it. But she doesn't know it's her singing. Yeah. She doesn't realise it's her own voice singing the atrocities. I'm sorry to just gratuitously plug my book two shows in a row. Yeah. But I had the same thing in in one of the stories of my book. I talk about I was on a bus. And they were playing the Kenny Rogers film. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Six Pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kenny Rogers just playing average bloke, driving along listening to Kenny Rogers on the stereo. I not saying anything. How are you going, what's going on? Is he going to meet the real Kenny Rogers? Is Kenny's character going to meet and there'll be some early 80s split screen? You know, big business, <laughs> middle of Lily Tobin style? <laughs> That doesn't happen. No. And no one on the bus thought that was odd. <laughs> and no one... And Everyone no, turned against me. Really? Were you standing up screaming, look at it, yeah. it can't work. There was a lot of trouble on that bus. Lolly uh, Scramble, still available. Was it a Firefly or a McCafferty's? <laughs> I've no idea. Mm. I don't know about that. I'll tell you, it was a VHS video record. I'll there tell you, you that. Much. So that's the perfect man. If you've got uh, nothing in your life uh, and you want it to get a little worse, <laughs> get on board. Wow. Great segment, Ed. I'm watching white collar blue Breaking me out of the spell I was in Singing along to Spandau Ballet is true This is the last of these spots I never thought I could feel so pretty After only four segments <laughs> That'd be Eskimo Joe here at Get This on Triple M. Lawrence Mooney is with us. Let's get straight up the mountain. <laughs> Where today we're talking... Had a shattered dream. Yeah, haven't we all? Oh, look, my dream. I'll start off. I really turn. had a dream of being in Yobbo's Up the Guts. Yobbo's <laughs> Up the Guts is a great Australian film currently in production around the nation. No one seems to be able to track down the crew. They've gone AWOL. Bill Hunter's in charge. No, no that's, <laughs> that's dangerous. But uh, the, the director had a fight with yeah. someone. Yeah, Warwick Kepper, With a, Warwick. Yeah, the and Russian then, film And then he left. And then he left, and Warwick's still on board, I think. Warwick, do more with feeling, please. <laughs> more sizzle. I, I can see your bolts and your shorts. <laughs> that is you're doing. You certainly can if you open up the Woman's Day this week to page 23, and there is a picture of Warwick Kepper oh. in the costume we've been talking about, his stripping outfit, three grand. He will get down to the tight pink shorts. And is that a 40-something bloke trying to hold the gut in? Or is yeah, it not? The, it's the deliberate suck-in, and uh, it makes the man boob actually, it accentuates the man boob. 
the big sucky. That is so you go to redhotstrippers.biz on the internet and you can rent Warwick Kappa. He will perform in your garage. It if, says. You it. If, if you sweep it. If you sweep it. That's what it says on the site. Will perform in garage. And does he turn up with Chopper and uh, Jacko? Oh, and, and Ian, they... uh, I was going to say Ian Roger Rogerson. I mean, <laughs> Roger wow. Rogerson, I'm thinking, hang on. Yeah, not That's Ian Rogerson. That's a bizarre piece of casting. <laughs> Roger Rogerson saying, Beauty. <laughs> so, Yobbo's up the Yobbo's guts. up the guts. What is the, uh, what's the storyline? Picture well, to me in 15 seconds. Uh, Warwick Camper, Bill Hunter, and who's the other one? Oh, the other guy. Uh, Someone Warwick, else. Oh, Mark Jacko <laughs> Jacko Jackson. Jackson on the loose in the Aussie Outback going oh, nuts. Crazy. There you go. You want to invest, buddy? <laughs> I, bet there's a, uh, I bet there's a dingo stealing a baby joke in there somewhere. Ah. Listen to this. Yep. According to Warwick Kappa, there's this scene where I'm chasing a girl in my pink lycra shorts. Yeah. And this is a quote. Yep. With my big cucumber out front. Hey! Here's another quote, not to do with Yobbo's Up the Guts, from Warwick. He was kicked out of Celebrity Big Brother for exposing himself. Oh, really? To a, a lady. He took the cucumber <laughs> out of the crisper. So, uh, yeah, he likes to open the crisper. Well, listen to this. I'm in the public eye, like, and I have a lot of projects on the go. I'm sort of a groundbreaking person. I was the first person in Australia to have my own reality show on the fat. Is that right? What was that? I can't remember. It's true. Did he have a segment? And he that was the did. first reality show on Australian I TV? I guess so. If he says it, it must be true. I mean, Warwick would check his facts. You know what I mean? Like, he would have <laughs> gone back and watched every minute of television up Warwick. to that point. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, he could take an absolute specky. And so he's absolved <laughs> of all previous and, and future sins. Have we got off the subject? The subject is meant to be... A shattered dream, Lawrence Mooney. When I was growing up, Tony Martin, I, uh, from the earliest age, my parents and my brothers can remember, was obsessed with cars. I wanted to be a motor mechanic, and when my parents and family were around watching the television, I would lie on the ground under their chairs pretending to work on them. <laughs> Really? Yeah. And they Would you invoice them at the end of that <laughs> procedure? Yeah, for a lot of parts they didn't need. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was all cars, all cars. And then I got to the age of 10 and my parents, English migrants who wanted to obviously mm. better us mm. and have us, you know, aspire higher to something. Yes. Now I'm on radio. Uh, I should be in a garage. They sat me down at the age of 10 and said, you're not going to become a motor mechanic. We're not going to let you. And I just looked around, I was like, what am I going to do? And they said, you're going to be like a doctor or a lawyer or something. Right. Then you can have all the cars you want. Ah. And I went, ah, ah, I see. But I go to motor mechanics now, I take my car probably more than I need to. Because uh, <laughs> it's a sort of wistful experience, it's a what could have been moment. Oh. Yes, it is. It's a case of... And uh, they say, really, the car's fine, and I just say, I'll just do something to it, and yeah. can I watch? Just sit in this chair and <laughs> let me get underneath. Yeah. <laughs> and now they don't even get oil on their hands because they wear those surgical gloves. Uh, it's like know. they're making sandwiches or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so. Ed Cavalier, any... Well, I, I, uh, I'm going to champion the cause of the Ecker, the Brisbane show, which is on at the moment, which I went to a lot as a kid. And originally the shattered dream was I wanted to go every year. My older sister didn't. She kind of looked after me a lot, so we didn't get to go. Now, it's, they're saying that the Ecker 
might be in trouble this year because the the, the fuel prices are through the roof, uh, interest rates are on the rise, so people might not want to go to the ECA. So these are some, but these are some of the events that are on at the ECA, and I'm saying don't let the kids of Brisbane get their little dream shattered like mine almost were. Mm-hmm. Take them so they can see the whipped with leather uh, Bill Webb experience. There's there's all about Australian beef that's on at one o'clock. You can learn about semi-dried tomatoes that's on at two. The South East, East Queensland cheerleading is on at four. There's a Channel Nine appearance in two days' time at twelve. Who, who is it? It doesn't say. That's the thing. It could be anyone or anything. It could and be... you're not going to be there. No. And listen to this. There's fruit judging, there's Karen's cow of the day, and then at four o'clock you can get sizzling with Australian pork. Let the kids, oh, let them go. Get sizzling with Aussie <laughs> pork. Don't shatter any more dreams. And look at this, the, the Birdie Beetle, the Birdie Beetle, which is always the best show bag, and I could never have it when I was a kid because it was full of chockey, right? Shattered dream. Now, Birdie's got all his mates together, four Birdie Beetle bags and a Beetle egg cup, six bucks. I uh, met the man who's uh, the head of the Birdie Beetle Empire. Really? And uh, that's all they do. They don't do yeah, any no, other no, confections. No. They, they got it right with the Beetle, yeah. and they have stuck with it. Was uh, he in a big Beetle costume? Yes, <laughs> he was. In fact, a Beetle. Was he, uh, was he straight out of a Kafka bit? novel. Was he had turned into a Beetle. <laughs> I am just... Has look, Kafka it, ever been said on this show before? Uh, Greg Fleet would have got it in. <laughs> yeah. between the references to Camus and Harold Pinter <laughs> on Pinter Friday. But I believe at the Ecker this year, uh, really something quite special that everyone wants to get along to see. don't know whether a lot of your listeners would have heard about this, but... There's was something called a banana that a lot of people oh, used to eat yeah. in this country. I remember those. And uh, they're going to have a banana there <laughs> under armed guard. <laughs> wow! Because it's very uh, apparently they keep Fantastic. it as a mint in Canberra now. Oh, the banana. Our producer is raving us, and we for years, well, not years, four and a half months, have been trying to run this show on time, and I'm afraid that's a case of. <laughs> The next show's already beginning. We haven't even gone to the callers. Uh, let's, good. We're not gonna even going to play a song. No. Let's just see. Is anyone called? No, not yet. One triple three five three. They want the song. Let's just wait here. I'll give. We, all we've got time for is the shattered dreams again. Oh, so just just play that You've again. You've got to sing it, Marslin. This is the time where you have to sing it. You. Oh, oh, that's it, dream. Has anyone called up? Yeah, Whoever calls up, first person to call up, put them to air. That's how we're going to do this show. No fake callers on this show. Hello, uh, God damn it! Hello, who have we who's got? This? It's Walker. Hey, Walker. Uh, you're on the air, and uh, what's your shattered dream? I used to play um, cricket with Michael Clark, and now he plays for Australia. Oh, and you play for... Um, uh, sorry, Rich is a little shattered dreams happy. Who, who do you uh, who do you play for? I play for a local um, club on the Central Coast. Oh. And how's so, yeah, that? I went nowhere. No. What's yeah. your average, Walker? No, not much. Come on. Sweet. I'm a bowler. Oh, you bowler. So you kind of like expensive. <laughs> the, there must be some area in life where you've got it all over Clarky, though, bud. Um, I'm, I'm a, uh, I don't uh, dye my hair blonde. Oh, that's, we have a winner. That's well done, Walker. Uh, hello, you are on the air. What's your name? Bo. 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 Sorry. Bo. Oh, hey, Bo. What's your shattered dream? Oh, mate. Um, I was a mad keen rugby player there for a while, and um, in the schoolboy stuff and. I've made New South Wales, all that kind of stuff, and got picked for a development team to go over to South Africa, New Zealand, and Tonga for three weeks. Yeah. And um, snapped my knee about oh. two days before the plane flew out. Snap oh. is worse than a break. And what now? What do you do now? Uh, drive trucks. Sweet. Oh, well, that's all right. It's a happy right. ending. That's yeah, good. Well done. Uh, hello. You reckon? Yeah. Well, <laughs> hello, Paula. Hi there. How you going, guys? Love your show. Thanks very much. You had a dream and oh. three words. I got married. Oh. oh. What were you thinking? I know. What? 
how's it working out? <laughs> well, 10 years down the track, it's just same S-I-H-1-T, different day. Is that right? Same sit. Is your husband listening, do you think? Uh, I don't know. Right, there must be some way we can spark things up for yeah. the weekend. You know, Peter Costello, one for the mums, one for the dads. And one for the country. Could you maybe institute a bit of that kind of regime in the boudoir? Would that get things firing? Uh, I, I don't think so. The boudoir thing isn't happening. Oh, oh really? How long's the drought been? Oh, about three years. Oh! oh. oh. It's like me, but I don't have a wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Paula. Hello, Margaret. Hello. I was hoping you? you were going to offer yourself to go around there and sort things out here. That'd be a project. Things, That'd be a segment. Yeah, things like that yeah. turn into weird emails on my page okay, every day. Enough. Uh, hello, what's your shattered dream? Hello. Hello, Margaret. What's your shattered dream? Oh, my shattered dream is that I wanted to listen to you guys all day and you're going to finish. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, come round to Richard Marsland's house, you know, just kick back. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Mrs. Cavalier. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ongoing radio show at Richard Marsland's house. Prize giveaways, mystery sounds that never stops. You'll be there. All right. Well, stand by. We'll give you an address. This, one more, has one Richard more, got his own black Hello, David. He has. Hi, how's it going? Very good, man. Your shattered dream? I missed out on a trip to Disneyland that I paid for for three years. Oh. Why? How? I had to take up a job. I lost my other job. Oh. And was either take up the job or go on the holiday. Oh. And what is the job? I'm a quarantine inspector. Oh, but I'm assuming you do it in, like, a goofy costume. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Keeping the dream alive. Uh, well, thank you to everyone that called yes, in. Yes, let's get We're out done. of here. That was well, interesting. That was just putting people to air at random. I was. I, when, uh, when he said, we said, hello, what's your name? He said, Walker. I thought, hang on. We're, uh, we're in for some fruity material here, but he kept it clean. <laughs> up, so nice. Thank you, Walker. I'm amazed we got through that. Thank yeah. you very much. We've done well. Uh, you know, Lawrence Mooney, do you have anything to plug? I know you're not on Getaway. You're on Postcards. Postcards. And uh, I'm at uh, the Comedy Store in Sydney from the 22nd to the 26th. Come and see me live. Oh, yes. Great. Get some live comedy into your people. Uh, thanks to everyone who works on this fine program. Mr. Marcel on the buttons. Nicky Hamilton producing things. Matt Dow pushing buttons to all hours. Award-winning Matt Dow. Cave won two awards last night. Katie on the phones, and of course all the knob jockeys around the network. I think our key <laughs> phrase today was apparently the electric blue look. <laughs> Thanks, Lawrence. Thank you. Thank you, Tone. Love it. And, hey, we'll be back Monday with Lawrence Mooney. No, again, let's have Peter Rosethorn instead. The other bloke from Bad <laughs> Reinstated last night, Otto Fister.